Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we are doing German Shuffle number, what is this, five? Five, yeah. yeah. Get on those uh, tap dancing shoes. We got to <laughs> shuffle around that dance floor, baby. <laughs> it gets worse every time. I know. <laughs> but you know how this goes. Uh, we're just going to have just a long list of random topics and we're going to shoot out what we got and uh, what we don't got. Yeah, th these are topics that uh, Jeff and I kind of find throughout the day in our lives. And then when we see something, we write it down and get ready for this episode. So It's like a, like a good old-fashioned variety show, kind yeah. of, you know? So. Ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba. Let's go. And here we are, episode 64. 64. Welcome. And, you know, uh, what can we say? We are having a good old time <laughs> bringing these episodes to you. We're having a good old time. Yeah. We've got our stuff set up as usual. We've got a drink. We've got... Uh, we actually have many beverages on the table at the moment. We have maybe too many beverages More on the table. More than usual. Yeah. yeah. We, we, have, we have our water because I don't know if anyone knows this. When we're recording here, we have these, you know, these high-powered mics and they pick up like every little mouth sound. Yeah, so if you're even like slightly dehydrated, you get some like weird clicky sounds. So we're trying to, the past like five or six episodes, we've yeah. been trying to drink more water. And also but, helps Jeff with his editing so he doesn't go listening to all these yeah, sounds. Nasty, nasty sounds, <laughs> exactly, which I probably gonna, would so, want to edit that out, exactly. We, we have our water, we, we have our, our, our typical beer as well. Which and was kind of left also, over from... Because we we're having like a dinner before. True. We usually would finish the, the beer over. beforehand. Yeah. Yes. And now we have our, um, well, we will soon have our whiskey exactly filled with whiskey. But before we get to that, we got to like get through the nitty gritty. Yes. So let's start True. the episode with the usual news and tidbits about life. Yeah. There's a few. What do we got? So uh, the German National Beer Day hey -yo. was this past Friday on April 23rd, and it marks the day in 1516 when German's famous beer purity law, officially known as the Reinheitsgebot, uh, was issued, which decreed how beer in Bavaria could be brewed. It stated that the production of beer would only include these uh, three ingredients, which are water, barley, and hops. And this was used to prevent brewers from using rye or wheat, which was desperately needed for their bread slash baking needs. And most to, to be a beer in Germany, it has to be the, brewed by the Reinheitsgebot. I think it's one of the oldest laws in Germany. I think it's actually not an effective law in modern times. Like you, you can make a beer in Germany now without without those three ingredients. You can make yeah. it, but it won't be called a beer. It's more considered a malt beverage. Right. Whereas so, back then, I think you just couldn't brew it at all right. if you didn't have those three ingredients. And yeah. it's weird because Germany has these laws. So every German beer you find is going to be with the Reinheitsgebot. But Germany does like to mix their beers with like grapefruit and banana and all these wacko, disgusting things. But those are considered malt beverages, actually. Now, but you can get craft beer in Germany that has more than those three ingredients, and they're true. called beer. Craft That's beer. true. Maybe because it's I don't know. I think because it's it's it's, maybe an, it's an outdated it's, law that actually doesn't make is. any sense. I anymore. wonder if I wonder if it's uh, like craft beer is the actual title of it. Like it's not beer. It's oh, can't craft be beer. beer. It has to be craft. Beer. I wonder if that's like the distinction there. Maybe. I mean, again, this whole thing isn't about taste or purity like like you just said the whole reason was because they right. they wanted rye and wheat free for bakers to use for bread you know but, but it is nice knowing that the beer here is au natural and only has these three ingredients it's kind of nice it, it's kind of crazy because there are hundreds if not thousands of beers in germany yeah and they're all brewed the same exact way exactly well i mean no i mean they have the same ingredients, same ingredients they, so they're yeah. brewed very they're brewed differently, differently. But what i was trying to get at is that you have these thousands of different beers but they 
taste different. Like it's not like you have a thousand beers that taste exactly the same. Right. It's, so it's kind of bizarre. You get a lot of different different flavors out of three ingredients. Yeah, so. well, well done, Germany, and your beer. You guys are good at it. I tip my hat to you. <laughs> Good sir. Next one. Next one. Uh, we we skipped Corona news uh, last episode because we yes. really weren't in the mood for it. But but some stuff has happened. So, so yeah, we gotta we gotta go back. We'll make this quick. We're sorry. Okay. So the German health minister recently, a few days ago, announced to everybody's uh, delight that they the they as in the German government expects that all Germans, regardless of age or health, will be able to get the COVID nineteen vaccination. Starting somewhere in June-ish. Yeah, they'll be able to get their, their invitation in June, whether the invitation's for July or August or whatever, to be seen. But at least everyone hopefully will get their invitation and we should hopefully all be vaccinated by Yeah, it was funny because everybody autumn. got very excited. And the next day he had to come back out and do another announcement where he said, whoa, he said, these people will start getting vaccinated in June. Right. But you won't necessarily, not everybody, he's like, we can't vaccinate, uh, you know, 50 million people in one month. So, exactly. so it'll be from June till July to August. He's like, hopefully, he said he was pretty confident that they'll meet the deadline of, I think, September 20th. Yeah. That all Germans, or at least all Germans that want it, will be vaccinated. Amazing. So, hopefully that I mean, happens. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they just also opened up um, anybody who would like to go visit a doctor and get approved can get the controversial AstraZeneca vaccine without an invitation. Yeah. And that was new because they stopped the AstraZeneca and then they said, okay, we'll bring it only for over 60s. And now they're saying anybody can get it because they have all these doses that wants to, understands the risks and gets an okay from their doctor regardless of age or invitations so that's pretty cool too yeah they paused it because of the the pos the slight possibility of the blood clots right but then they said hey let's not let them go bad let's let people take it but just as long as because i looked it up you actually have to can only get it if you go and have a consultation with a doctor right in which he lays out literally all the the, the information about the blood clotting and then you and say then you sign and, right. and then the risk is uh or the um liabilities off is the doctor off, yeah. and you can take it and but they still say it's uh you know in general better to the the risk of corona is more than the risk of the blood clots so of course so anyways and they don't want these um you know these doses to go to, to, go waste, to waste so so uh, I, I think that's pretty cool they kind of uh called an audible real quick and, and had that available instead of throwing away all the doses. So that's cool. And also at the moment, Germany is around 25% uh, of everyone with the first vaccination. 20, 25% of the country has at least one dose. So we're, we're, we're getting there right. slowly but surely. Another news as well, real quick, is they are now debating the uh, what rights people have who are fully vaccinated. Uh, whether whether that means a um, vaccine passport to travel or uh, they want to allow people with two doses to be able to go shopping, to be able to yeah. do things without um, having a negative test like you do right now. Yeah. So well, Berlin and Bavaria actually um, issued their decision today on, on what people who are vaccinated can do. Oh, yeah. So um, that's fun. We'll see what happens. Finally, Germany, after many months, is slowly catching up to the U.S. T today, the, um, I guess you call him the governor, governor of Bavaria, mm -hmm. announced um, that they want vaccinations given at apotecas, at supermarkets, at, at you know, yeah. anywhere. Exactly. Which is because, I mean, you just mentioned, okay, yay, finally normal doctors can give vaccination, but that's still not enough. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so the fact that Bavaria wants, says, hey, let's, he's like, we need these mobile stations 
everywhere Brilliant. get things going but that's just bavaria that's one state out of uh, 16 so yeah bavaria's been uh seems like they've been the most aggressive with trying to get things done yeah well he's like i want to reopen so yeah the way to do that is vac- vac- vaccinate you know yeah so that's enough corona news i think yes um how, how, how are things with with mr jeff unfortunately the thing i'm going to talk about is corona related oh okay <laughs> This weekend, my girlfriend got her vaccination finally. Awesome. And, you know, this is because she was able to be on the priority list uh, due to being a kindergarten slash Kita teacher like you are. Brilliant. Love it. Good for her. Yeah. So it's only her first shot, but she'll, it's funny because you got your first shot a month before her, but she'll get her second shot before you get yours. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Because yep. Uh, her her she has just has better vaccine. You know, she's the BioNTech. It's a sh- shorter wait time in between yeah. and no blood clots. Yes, I got the AstraZeneca, and my second dose will be also BioNTech. I think. Nice in June or in June. Yes. Yeah. Hers is uh, May. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> no, so, I'm happy for her. That's good. So she started after you, but she'll finish before you. That's yep. an odd thing. I know. Yeah, it is, but. But anyways, what's up with you? Uh, What's been going on with Alex? Oh, man, you know, um, not much really. Um, I had one child today in my group at the kindergarten. Well, that's it? Yeah. But you still had the full three teachers? Uh, One stayed home because she she got a little sick. Yeah, because so we have this um, emergency care. So we don't don't have a full group. Usually Mm. we have 15 kids. So we've had nine kids over the past few weeks. But eight of them were sick. And so we're down to one. Oh my god! But cool. they're all they all tested negative. It was just a bug going around. Ooh. So that's pretty wild. You mean there's other bugs other than Corona? I know. What, what I, are the odds? To be fair, it's like the first time I've heard of any other sickness besides Corona in a year. It's kind of weird. Like no yeah. one's been sick with anything because everyone's wearing a mask. So I feel like I, I didn't get a cold or anything in the past year. Yeah, it's so bad for our immune systems. But uh, oh, probably terrible. It is what it is. But other than that, I think we're both doing well. We're yeah. both healthy and breathing and uh, having a good old time. We are having a good Do old time again. Jeff jumping into a shuffle. We are. But before we jump into the shuffle. We have a cool whiskey to share with everybody here. Yes, I've been staring at that bottle. Want to hear all about it. This is definitely one of my favorite bottles. This is like 1776, one of my favorites. I love it. It's a and, really cool looking label. And it's not like, because it's super stylish, it's just very classy. The shape is a very classy. It's the kind of bottle you think you'd find on a pirate ship, that shape. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And I love the label. It's black and white. And anyways, let's talk about the whiskey, what it's called. Yeah. Uh, this is a Flaming Pig Black cast, small batch, Irish whiskey, uh, 40% alcohol. Forney? Forty. Forty <laughs> percent alcohol. Flaming Pig. I love it. Flaming Pig. It's a cool name. And it has an interesting story as well, which I'm going to read to you right now. Let's hear it. So the name of the whiskey, Flaming Pig, is inspired by the Great Fire of 1875 that took the Liberties neighborhood in Dublin. That inferno on the night of June 18th burned Malone's warehouse, which had around 1,000 energy whiskey casks. Oh my. Oh my. I know. We're just getting started. No, so those casks are just destroyed and whiskey's just pouring all over the place. Pouring, right? I mean, 1,800 casks? That's like a <laughs> shit ton of whiskey. A, that's a flood of whiskey. That's a flood. Uh, a, prob- a problem in the neighborhood at the time was that there was a lot of farm animals. And it is said that while the whiskey was flowing in rivers through the streets, mm. the pigs started to scream. According to the brand, the Dubliners, warned by the pig's noise, took everything they had in hand, like boots and hats, and started to collect their precious liquid as a tribute to the thirsty Dubliners, Flaming Pig was born. Oh, see, I thought it was going to say that they ran from the flames, but they went outside and they started cupping up the whiskey in the streets. Correct. That's priorities. Because, yeah, I mean, 
Would you not do the same? I don't know. I probably wouldn't. But uh, yeah, it's a cool name. It's got a cool logo. Um, nice looking color. Pretty amber color. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and real quick, just um, just so I don't get in trouble, uh, that description of the story of the whiskey comes from whiskeyreviewer.com. Excellent. Yes. We are now not going to get sued. Right. Moving on. So thank you, whiskeyreviewer.com. Um, yeah. So we pop this bad lorry open. Let's do it. All right. Beautiful pop. That was very nice. Got a little splash in my cheek. I mean, obviously the shape of the bottle is affecting the sound of these pops. So I think some of these bottles just don't, don't have a proper shape to, to give the proper pop. If any whiskey distributor is listening to us right now, keep this in mind. We care about the pop. I know you're focusing, consumers. focusing too much on the flavor. Really got to focus on that pop. I mean, yeah, that's the uh, that's the the first impression that it gives you. And for me, I'd, I prefer a better pop than a better flavor. Let's take a, a sniff. It smells it smells real smooth. Good. Yeah, smells I mean, good. not not a super strong scent, but it smells good. It smells, it smells like good. a good Irish. Here we yeah. go. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it's creamy. It's creamy, isn't it? It is. Ooh, and it's lasting a while too. It's real nice. Ooh, it's, it's got an aftertaste. We haven't had uh, an Irish in such a long time now because we're doing this international thing. This is right. our first non-international whiskey, I think, in eight episodes. Well, I mean, Ireland is technically international, but what he means is um, our around the world extravaganza in which we right. had were from countries we hadn't had whiskeys before. Right. Yeah. In the whiskey world, I, I, when I was looking at when I was looking up some things, I did learn that international whiskey usually refers to whiskey that's not. Scottish or Irish. Yeah, funny enough, on these websites, it'll it'll say Irish, Scottish, and international. Right, or maybe yeah. American as well. Because yeah. international. So exactly. when I say international whiskeys, I'm referring to something that's not the typical Scotch, Irish, or like American bourbon, whatever. So uh, yeah, this is our mm. first time not having an international it is, whiskey in a it while. Is, a, is it a tasty? It's a good start. Yeah. And it's, this was not a very expensive bottle either. No, I'd say, ooh, 28 euro maybe? Yeah. About, yeah. Yeah, very, very very affordable. I'm excited to review this later. Yeah. And I think now, Jeff, is a great time to get started to our our wicked, wicked shuffle. Alex, can you uh, press that button on that Walkman? Let's, uh... uh, Although there's there's no shuffle on a Walkman. That's a... I went went too far back. True, there's not. On that classic iPod? I don't know. Yeah. That's that's not too far. There we go. Yeah. Shuffle. <laughs> Here we go. And what's what's first on the shuffle list? I, I, I think the first one we have to do now because uh, tis the season. And this one is uh, spargle season. Now, Jeff, what is spargle? I'm forgetting what it is in English. It is asparagus. Oh, right. Yeah. But, but, but specifically, white asparagus. Exactly. Not, not, not your mom and dad's asparagus over here, okay? This is, this is the nice, classy white asparagus, which for some reason, Germans just go absolutely bonkers over and Germans literally refer to it as white gold. Yeah. And when I say bonkers, I don't mean like, Oh, they like it a lot. Like, no, no, they go nuts. You pass restaurants and it's like, come get our spargle menu. And yeah, like yeah. spargle season is people flip their shit. Yeah. It's, it's like a second to like the world cup. Like <laughs> yeah, you know, probably there's a, there's a German restaurant near me that during spargle season, it literally re- replaces. It's like proper, you know, official wooden sign yeah. of the name of the restaurant with uh with a different sign that has a like a spargle themed name i forget what it is but like oh, yeah. but it's, there's like four a few months where it's just like they completely change all their signage because it's spargle yeah and to be fair i think it you know it tastes fine like it's it's fine it tastes like a like a good vegetable yeah and it tastes like a good vegetable it's good with you know a steak or i don't know other food i guess i once had a um a schnitzel spargle uh, pairing 
Yeah. Which is quite nice. That but, sounds good. But again, yeah, Germans go nuts over it. They think it's the tastiest, most amazing thing ever. It's fine. It's fine. Like, it's it's... Honestly, it's just very whelming. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, my, my girlfriend's German. She, she'll go to the store and you, you can actually buy in glass jars with the white spargle just floating in spargle water. And like as, as, water. As, a, as a snack, as a snack, she'll just stand in the kitchen like pulling spargle out of this, of this can, just yeah, eating it. It's uh, one of those really bizarre things that I don't know where it came from, why it's so big, but every time around April, uh, every year around April, you know, it's people go nuts. Yeah, actually, right. The best way to say it is that it is, it is whelming. It's, it's not. It's, it's not under or overwhelming. No, it's, it's just, just absolutely. It's the whelming. That's the whelms me every year. It's like <laughs> it doesn't do. It's, like, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, it's like a carrot. It's like yeah, a carrot's good. It's just it's a carrot. You know, it's yeah. It'd be like if every year, yeah, there was like carrot season. It's like cool, cool. I, I do like carrots. I like carrots. Love carrots. I like spargle. Just, but I'm not. I'm not. You know, doing backflips to the grocery store to grab some <laughs> spargle so I can make some schnitzel and spargle because I don't know. I don't, I don't do, get it. Do, do you remember those? Um, I don't know if you got these in the East Coast. These like uh, the Six Flag amusement park commercials. Where there's like the old man in a yeah. He's doing this like crazy dance. I feel like that's like the average German when Spargle season comes. You know, just like doing backflips. Yeah, dancing around. They go nuts. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't have much more to say about this. There's really not much more to say. You have to come to Germany and just like just see it. and Just kind of like what is happening. But first time I was like, what? Why? Why is, I know, why, is, why does everyone have asparagus outside? Anyways. <laughs> Next, we have the usual back to the bathroom. Dose of the bathroom. Ooh, and we can't is, have a shuffle without the bathroom. This is a good one because um, it's actually a pretty big one, physically and figuratively. Oh, whoa, Jeff. And somehow we missed it. And this one is referring to the specific heaters that uh, German bathrooms have. Now, is it every German bathroom? No, but it is most most German yeah. bathrooms. This is a common thing. They will have um, like like most German apartments. They have radiator radiator heating in each room, right? And but this is a special radiator that is very tall and it's mounted like almost flush against the wall, right? And it is literally a large uh, drying rack, and it's kind of like it looks like a little ladder on your wall. Yeah, white has a ladder. bunch of rings on it. Not rings, uh, a bunch of rungs. Rungs. What do you climb on a ladder? Steps. Steps? Yeah, like, oh, I fell from the third step on the ladder. Yeah. I mean, rung sounds like a thing. I'm going to say rungs. I'm going rungs. Okay. There's he's a bunch going, of rungs he's on going it. He's going rungs. I'm going rungs. There's a bunch of rungs on it. And you can hang your towels on there and then get super dry before you shower the next day. It's amazing. Yeah, but it's a, it, I'd say it's about five or six feet tall. So about about like <gasps> like one, one and a half meters uh, long. Like, and, and and they also heat up your bathroom as well. It's a, it's a double whammy. They're, they're fantastic. I, I really like them. When I, It took me like a year to realize there were four towels. I just thought it was a weird radiator in the bathroom wall. It's only, yeah, it does, only place it does that it both. fit. It, it, it does it, both, yeah. It, it's your, it's your, and you know what I find is nice? As a guy, when you're standing up peeing, because it's like the same height as you, when it's on in like the winter, like your whole body is feeling the warmth. Like you're standing oh, next to your toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm-hmm. like mine's next to my toilet, so you're really just standing there basking in the the that's nice. glory that's that is the warmth. That's a good morning pee. Yeah. morning pee. Yeah, mine is at the entrance of my bathroom doors. When I walk in, ah. I get this big, nice heat. Nice. But then also as I walk good. down the bathroom, it gets really cold. So Ooh. not the best. Kind of where you want it. I like having. I love having it right next to the toilet, especially you know early morning or late night sit down on the toilet, you know, when it's like a nice late night deep, duty, deep February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and 
everything's cold. It's hot tiles, cold, you know, but they got that little heater on like level one and a half. You just painted a really nice picture of you taking a duty <laughs> yeah. at three in the morning. Thank you, Jeff, for that visual. A- anyways, uh, what, what's, what, press that button. Let's go to track three. Track three, and you can see I'm holding my hands up. Oh, wow. That, I, didn't even pl- I didn't even plan that transition. That know, just right? worked out. Okay. You can see I'm holding my hands up, and I have the number three in my hands. Now, Jeff, what fingers do I have up? He has his thumb, his uh, index finger, and his middle finger. But Alex, what is what? that? That is weird. In the U.S., they use for three, uh, the wedding finger, the middle finger, and the next finger. They don't use a thumb for I three. No, They don't use a thumb for counting at all unless you're putting up a five. But here, they do. And <laughs> a, a lot of, okay, if, if you've seen Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it's a perfect example of that. If you haven't uh, seen it, spoiler alert, stop listening now. But at some point in the movie... Um, this actually gives away that a character that's pretending to be German and is in fact not German, he holds up uh, the normal three when he's like asking the American for, three, yeah. three, for three glasses. Um, he doesn't use his thumb and the uh, German SS officer notices this and, uh, you know, carnage ensues as is with any Tarantino film. <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyways, uh, you might have known that. But yeah, it's, 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 it is one giveaway um, and actually, I've I've noticed that I have switched to the yep, German counting when I'm out and about. Uh, just, just, you know, I don't know. You just wanted to fit in at some point, and then I just yeah. stop thinking about it. You know, I always do it like that. Now, I, yeah, it's not something I think about doing it the normal American way. It kind of feels weird now. Even if I do it with my pinky ring and middle finger, it still feels weird. I used to go like that a lot. Yeah, but Germans like, they they use the thumb as one, which I don't. I still hate. I still use my index finger for one. Yeah, the thumb as one because I'm counting. I'm still giving everyone a thumbs up. And two, I do I do the normal peace sign. I, do, I don't do the thumb and the index finger. So you do one, this, two, three like that. I do I do, I do one, two, and then and I you, three. And then you put your thumb out. Then I use it. So, okay. so for some numbers, I do German, and some I stick to my American roots. Mm. But yeah, that, that's something that's uh, that's fun, I guess. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> All right. Going down the list. What is next? An- another fun one, or I guess one you should probably realize if you're ever driving uh, in Germany or in some places yes, in actually, Europe. Not probably. Please realize yeah, this, this or is pretty important. you'll have some trouble driving. So um, in the States when you're driving, the lights go from green and then it goes to yellow to caution and then red, right? Right. And you're, you're sitting there at your red light. And then when it's your turn to go, it just goes from red to green. And, red to oh, green. Go. Where here in Germany, it goes from green to yellow to red and then back to yellow and then to green. Right. It gives you a warning like, hey, guys, we're about to go to green, um, which... I have never actually done the research, but I think it has to do with the fact that most cars are manual transmission here. So it gives you the moment to get your car in gear. I, I, I'm not sure. That could I, be totally false. So I have I no think, idea. And also might have a lot to do with, too, is a lot of cars in Germany, when you are idling, the car actually, the engine turns off. And then it turns back yeah. on when you press the gas a bit again. Yeah. The other thing is that that's a modern feature of cars. True. And, and the, these traffic lights have been going like this for, for many decades. So that's I, true, it's probably yeah. not related to that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know why it is, but um, just something that, that I found really interesting when I was first in a car driving around uh, the country, and I was wondering, why is it yellow again? That's like, why? Red, green, It's go. kind of nice, because especially if say, you're like talking to the person, the passenger seat, whatever, right. and then you get, like, it's a nice preparation. Like, oh, okay, now I, it gives me a second to like prepare to drive again, you know? it's Yeah. Because, you know, say it's when it goes red to green, it's like, huh, and, like within a second, you get a honk on <laughs> behind you. Well, I mean, if you're like in LA or New York or something, you right. get a honk. Because it's like, as if one... Well, here it's like, hey, buddy. Hey, just so you know, I'm going to turn green in a yeah, second. Just get ready. Just, just, hey, yeah. just get ready. I'll be green. Just get your hands on the steering wheel. Let's, you know, let's get your foot ready. Get that shift to, to first 
first gear. Yeah. Let's shift into fifth gear because we are on the fifth track, are we? I don't know. Oh my God. I haven't been counting. Neither have I, but, but I must say yes. My attempt at a transition. Fantastic. Uh, what do we got next? So the next one is um, we're back in the bathroom. We are back in the bathroom. Why do we even leave? I, I don't know. We're because just, we're not good at organizing our thoughts. We're just coming back anyways. Because we're just not good at this whole podcast thing. <laughs> now, um, actually, this kind of goes into... I'll kind of weave this in with one that we just realized okay. as, as we were setting up the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, which is in at least most German bathrooms um, I've seen in Berlin, and actually in Munich, I think it's, I think it's fair to say in all I'll of see, Germany. Probably in a lot of apartments more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the bathroom, every surface is tile. And I mean the walls, not, not just the floor. The walls are tile up, yeah. to, up till about two meters, about seven feet. Pretty high. And, I, and you see this all the time. Um, my apartment doesn't because I think it's a little more modern. And I, I think it's kind of getting away from that trend now. But definitely, especially around Berlin, because a lot of these buildings are either really old or renovated in the 70s, 80s, 90s or built in the 70s, 80s, 90s. That you're right, like everything was like made for a wet dog to just yeah, well, shake out. It's in, nice because you, know? you literally take a hose and you could hose down your whole bathroom if you want. Like, I guess you could, yeah. Like, like basically, they're saying this is a wet zone. We have we have prepared for wetness ev- on every surface ex- except for the ceiling, you know. And I guess it's helpful against mold, but you can still get mold in between and the grout. So I don't know. But I, th- I think against molds for sure, because uh, tiles a lot less porous, if, if not not porous at all, compared True. to a drywall. But the difference is for you Germans is that in the U.S., the average bathroom you'll have tiling on the floor, maybe, yeah. and but uh, definitely in the um, shower. Just the shower area. Tub. But but all the other walls outside the shower are the usual painted drywall yes. what it, it, the walls look like they would in any other bedroom in the house you know yeah 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 um, that's pretty normal so like even on my new apartment um which is you know brand new just made there even still is not two meters high probably about a meter high tile ah so it, it is still in modern buildings then yeah like when from the from the uh bathtub pretty much to the sink in the bathroom and the toilet, all that wall. And I think I'm pretty sure it's all tile plus the floor. Okay. So they're still maintaining the so trend. They're still maintaining it. It's just not, not as in your face anymore. It's not, you know, all the way to the ceiling or almost to the ceiling, but it definitely is still a thing. And I guess it makes sense. Like it's pretty utilitarian. It keeps clean. Um, yeah. 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 And, and another, um, one related to showers and, and bathtubs, yeah. uh, which we thought about the other day. Especially in uh, in apartments. I'll see more apartments and houses. And You'll see this more often. Because of the older buildings, yeah. Right. Is you won't see many uh, stand-up showers and usually like most... Like separate shower stalls he's right. referring to, yeah. Usually it's a, uh, a tub with a shower um, head attached to it. And then you have to build... Usually you have to put in your own uh, shower curtain or surrounding if you want. Um yeah, I, I I found it kind of interesting too because in the states I feel like I see more stand up, but also I've been in more houses in the states. So I'm not sure what apartment what a lot of apartments are in the states to be honest. Yeah, and I, I think in, at least in Berlin it has to do with the fact that these are hundred year old buildings and shower stalls were not a thing back in the day. True. Whereas yeah. tubs were, so they kind of just started adapting the tubs by putting the shower heads and everything. Right. You know, I, th- I think you have to like you have to get a brand new home. In, in Berlin in order to, right. to get the separate shower stall. It, it, it's just, I mean, they exist, but it's just more rare, I think. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have a nice little uh, shower stall. Yes, he's looking got, forward well, to that. Not little, it looked pretty big. It's a pretty big shower stall. Yeah. I'm excited to pretty, stand up. Pretty roomy. Yeah, looking forward to that. Excellent. <laughs> Tell us, Alex, what is next on the 
CD. So somebody asked us, uh, how do you carry uh, like large oh. items through Germany or through Berlin, whatever, with a car or bicycle? Which is a good question because, um, I mean, especially if you don't have a car, which a lot of people don't living in a city, and you go to Ikea and you buy all this stuff, how do you get it home if you don't want to spend a lot of money on a taxi or on a van? Yeah, and if you come from the U.S., I mean... You know, I had a pickup truck. I like you just get used to you have something to throw shit into the back of. Right. Here, and here yeah. you have to get a bit more creative, especially if you are young and you just moved here and you want to be a little more thrifty. You got to get creative how you get your, your your shit around the city. Yeah, I was stupid. The first few years, I really wanted to save money. So I was carrying god awful amounts of stuff on my back on the U-Bahn, you oh, know, yeah. and it just eventually get to an age where you're like, okay, this is not worth throwing out my back. I'm going to stop doing this. You know? Yeah. And, and that's actually a good thing to mention is with the subway system in, in Berlin, at least, um, not only is it allowed, it's actually kind of encouraged based on their commercials that you can bring whatever the hell you want onto the subway. You can bring a couch, a giant TV, you can bring a pony. Yeah. No, no extra cost. You know, I mean, I think as long as it's, you're nice about it, you're not blocking the entry or exit ways. Right. You know, you're 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 being uh, you know considerate of the other riders, that sort of thing. You know, and um, and yeah, and, and of course, you know, bring enough people to help you carry this couch. Don't don't take five minutes getting it off, or else the guys right, just gonna exactly. close the doors on you. You know, but but you will see, uh, especially in the summer when people are moving around more and flea markets are open and everything, you will see a lot of like if you're riding a subway, you'll see people with like the most ginormous things taking in and out of the subway, and it's pretty uh, it's pretty fun how. You don't realize how wide those doors open and how much big objects you can fit through those doors. Absolutely, you know, and um, and of course, there's other options. There's actually we've talked about how um, Berlin and Germany in general, uh, all the big cities have these um, car rental via app where cars are just parked all around the city on streets, and you can just with an app go unlock one and and rent it for, for half a few an hour. hours, whatever. Yeah, and one of them um, called Miles not only offers cars, but offers uh, vans. So you can just go down the street, open a van, use it for 20 minutes to carry something big, and then just park it, and then you're done with it. Right. Really but, cheap. But Jeff, I want to have a license. Mm. Um, I don't want to take it to the bun because I'm by myself. Mm. How You should move back to the U.S. I have a bicycle. <laughs> I have a bicycle. How do I take stuff home? This is a good question because actually somebody on Instagram specifically asked me. They said He said, hey, I do woodworking just like you, Jeff. Mm. Uh, he's like, but how do you... How do you get your materials home? Like, you've yeah. got no car. It's a good question. Good question. And I'll just say, you will be very surprised how much you can fit on a bike. <laughs> and I think on the extras page on our uh, website, I'm going to include some pictures because I have some pictures. Yes, please some do. Some fun pictures. I, basically, yeah, I, I use my bike now. Bungee cords are like one of the m most amazing tools you'll ever use because you can pretty much strap anything to your bike with uh, carefully uh, used bungee cords. <laughs> so I, I just, I've had times where I went and I got a four or five two by fours. Now two mm. by fours, you know, these are, these are, this wood's like seven, eight feet long. So over two meters long. Yeah, it's long. And each board weighs, you know, several kilos and I have like four or five of them. And I just, I just have them going down uh, my bike frame, you know, kind of going along where, um, sure, sure. The, you know, the top uh, horizontal bar goes. Yeah, yeah. And just as it's going down my bike, I just have uh, a bungee cord every... <laughs> sounds, honestly, it just sounds so dangerous. Every few feet. And, um, but it's oddly enough, like I'm able to... It, the it, my, my turning doesn't impede, it doesn't, uh, the boards don't impede my turning, whatever. Okay. And um, 
Yeah, it's like it sounds weird. I'll, I'll post some pictures of it, but but I, I have many times carried really long pieces of wood on my bike, and also like for example, I built uh, a big kind of flower box. Yeah, you know, uh, outside. Yeah, it's beautiful. But in order to fill it up, I needed like six between six and eight 20 liter bags of dirt. That's a lot of dirt. And that stuff's heavy. Yeah, and rear rack of my um, bike, I took like a scrap. Uh, board I had like kind of like this flat scrap board strapped it to the back of my rear bicycle rack and then I just put like four or five bags of dirt on top of that and then strap those down to the board you know giving <laughs> giving unbelievable a, giving the dirt of you know the bags a flat surface to be on and yeah it weighs you down but as long as you pedal slowly and carefully and everything uh, it's fine so and, you got to get pretty uh pretty creative exactly but this is why I like going on bike tours with you because so my bike is very bare bones. Even my yeah, li- I don't even have lights on it. And no bell, come on. No man. bell, I have no lights. I have to like strap lights on it when I need them. And Jeff's bike, so Jeff's bike is like a Jeep, or like a Land Rover going on a safari. He's got these two bags in the back. He has all the, you know, the stuff. If you pop your tire, he's got the repair kit, all the tools, everything. Right. And then I just have literally a backpack on my back. And my bike. So I like going on tours. Well, with, you know I got all the stuff. Yeah, if, I know you if, got everything. If you break something, so. Like, yeah. why, why should I carry it when I know you're carrying <laughs> yeah, it? Exactly. So I love going on bike trips with you because I know uh, if I pop a tire, you're there to help. Now, if you're not there and I'm by myself, I'm just shit out of luck. Oh, yeah. Plus, I don't know how to fix a tire anyways. Mm, mm. That's a problem. I am not a handyman. That's why I've never taken two by fours on my bike before because I own a screwdriver, I think. I think it's a Phillips head. I own one of them. Nice. Yeah. I've used it a few times too. Excellent. I have a multi-tool. I've, oh. u- I've used that. Well, you got more than a Phillips head. Look at that. Look at that. And the multi-tool has another Phillips head You're on it. You're surprising yourself. Right I now. know. I know. I might have a hammer, but I'm not sure. I'd hope you'd at least have a hammer. I don't know. There's a certain like five, um, five tool. Uh, that's a whole other episode, but uh, five tools that every person should have, man or a woman, child or, uh, no, I don't know, or a young child, but like just if you're living <laughs> on your own. There's a few things that you just need to, f- to fix basic things around your house. Duct know? tape. Duct tape. Absolutely. <laughs> Bungee cords. Like, there's certain things. So that's a whole other episode. We'll get into that later. But uh, I don't have duct tape either. Yeah. Anyways. What's next, Alex? Next is um, there are a lot of U.S. military bases here in Germany. Hmm. And I don't know if it happens to you, but I feel like every time I travel back to the States, um, I'm in the airport or I'm in a, um, in a uh, what's it called, a layover and people know I'm going to the States because I'm American, whatever. And I'll talk to like an older man or whatever. And he's like, oh, where are you from? I'm going from the States. But I live in Germany. He's like, oh, you're in the military. Yeah. Like, no, I'm I, not. I've just heard that a couple times myself. I'm just a young bloke living my life in Germany. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I hear that a lot. Uh, less so now, but definitely when I was like 20 and 25, when I looked younger. Yeah. And my hair was shorter. I got that. A whole, like all the time. Yeah. I had one guy say like, hey, which branch? Like I just mentioned that I lived in Germany. Like, oh, which branch? And I'm like, what of the military? I was like, oh no! I, he's like, he's like, oh well, then why do you live there? Yeah, it, and I was like, oh, because I work and live there. And he's like, oh, like as if like there's no other reason to live in Germany other than being in the air force or army or something. Like, so I was like, why do I live there? I was like, because because I like it and I want to. <laughs> the guy was like oh. flabbergasted. Like, yeah. what? you can you can do that? Yeah, but, the, um, there's, but a, yeah. there's a big mili- there's a big U.S. military presence in Germany, and of course, um, that's all left over from. Um, you know, the uh, the U.S. being one of the victorious allies in World War II. Right. Um, there are currently 40 U.S. military bases in Germany. Now, uh, a famous one is the Rammstein Air Force Base, of course, you know, um, which is um, kind of the layover for a lot of troops coming from Afghanistan, Iraq, etc. You know, um, 
so yeah, but pretty big presence and they used to be bigger, but they're, they've been slowly closing bases over the years, you know? Yeah. And, um, and they're definitely like, um, I, I, I can't honestly tell you right now what, uh, cities or towns they are, but there are certain towns in Germany that are like filled with Americans because they are near the base. Right. So if you, someone did ask us this months ago, if you really do want to live in Germany, but want to be around Americans, I guess go to one of those towns near a military base. Yeah, and it's funny because the, uh, the the this military presence is kind of one of the main reasons that uh, American culture has seeped into Germany, and and it's one of the main Makes reasons sense. certain Germans um, know and are used to Americans is because they live near military installations when yeah. they were younger, and so um, yeah, and apparently there's over forty thousand um, active U.S. military members. And 15,000 civilian contractors living in Germany at the moment. And that's active. Um, a lot of people also work in the military and then retire in Germany and stay here. Yeah, because you've been here, what, 10 years? And then you end up liking it. Or are exactly. You, or, you, you know, you marry a German girl, probably, or not probably, but, you know, it, I'm sure it happens, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you marry sure. someone in Germany and then and you stay. So um, I, I would imagine that the military population of Americans in Germany is pretty, is like, I'm not sure percentage of like people like us versus military. But I would assume it's like 50%. I don't know. I'm assuming it's a lot. I, I have no idea, to be honest. I have no idea, yeah. I just pulled that out of my ass. Yeah. I don't know. Someone can look it up. It's a number. It's a number. Uh, next one. Alex, did you know that the internet is hard? Yeah, the internet can you, is... Can you talk about how hard the internet is? The internet is difficult. <laughs> uh, and the internet can be difficult to get, and it can be really bad here in Germany, depending where you are. Yes, the whole internet situation, at least we'll talk about Berlin. I don't know how yeah. it was. In Berlin, is is. Because you, th- you think of Germany and you're like, wow, biggest economy in Europe. Modern, modern country. Modern. The internet situation is just like ar- archaic in, in Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've been you know, wondering about internet stuff recently because I'm moving and trying to figure it all out. And you think, you know, oh, you have a choice. You can get DSL. You can get cable, whatever you need as fast as you want. It's like, no, no, no. You have certain areas. You can get certain things. And if you don't want, if the thing you don't want, the thing you want, you can't get in that area. Like you're just shit out of luck. Sorry. Good yeah. luck. And same with like different areas and different streets, depending on yeah. what, what equipment and what age equipment those streets have and what cables and stuff, it changes. That doesn't matter what speeds you want. It's like, okay, uh, this building, the, the max speed it can have is 50 MBS exactly. or and 20 MBS or whatever. Luckily, what's great is most of the major internet providers, um, so I'm talking Vodafone, O2, TNT, all of these guys. I-29s. Uh, if you, I-29s. If you go, not TNT, I tonight, that's what I meant. If you go on their websites, um, you can type in your address. It'll tell you what is available to you at that address. Sure, which, which is, nice. is super helpful. Yeah. So I want a DSL, but the fastest like, I get was 15 megabytes a second for DSL. So I said, that's rough. No, so I'm going cable. Um, but yeah, it, it can be difficult. Um, and I've also heard in other area, rural parts of Germany, it can be hard to get decent internet. But don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% positive. Yeah. And also in Berlin, be aware. You often have to, you might get lucky, but in the situations I've had and what other people say, you have to book your internet one to two months in advance, mm. like really far in advance because because they, they, they have, in most cases, there's a physical man or woman who works for, works for Deutsche Telekom who has to come to the basement of your building and like flip, flip a, a switch. switch or whatever to activate your internet. Like a lot of times it can't be done remotely. And, the, and it doesn't matter if you're using... Vodafone or O2. Yeah. If you have, I think it's DSL. The Deutsche Telekom has like pretty much a monopoly 
on all of the, on all the equipment. equipment. Yeah. So someone from Deutsche Telekom, even if you're not using Deutsche Telekom, has to come to your building, go to your basement, turn the light on, and then you're going to have internet. Yeah, and, and the problem is that usually the near the next available appointment is one or two months later for this. Right. If you're about to move in a week, don't wait till then to book your internet because they'll say, oh, next available appointment's in six weeks, and you'll have to go six weeks without internet, which, as you know, this day and age is uh, especially Impossible. during, during uh, Corona <laughs> times. Exactly. Could lead to some very boring evenings. Hopefully you have a good data plan on your phone. Because you <laughs> yeah. my internet was so slow for a while that I actually got myself an unlimited data plan on my phone. It's a hotspot at my home because when Corona first started, we had slow internet anyways, and then everyone's using the lines in my building, so it got crazy slow. So it was faster for me to use my phone's hotspot for a while. Right. Luckily, we're upgrading soon because yeah. it's just so bad. New apartment, new building. God. So hopefully, we, we don't know how fast it'll be, but hopefully soon we'll find out that it's faster, faster than your than old like place. Yeah. 10. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. It's awful. Anyways, um, next one is an interesting one. It's very German, mm-hmm. and it's called the Schufa. The Schufa. Sounds a lot of fun, but it's not fun. Yes, you get it at the shoe store. No. Um, I'm going to do this one really quick because it's yeah. not exactly exciting, but it's good information. It's good information. This uh, is If you're moving here, if you want to pay attention at any point, this is the time. This is like really important well, stuff. I mean, I hope you're paying attention to all the points, but you know, yeah. If, if, I know you go in and if out. If you've been half asleep... Till now, wake up, okay? Wake up. Here we at. So yes, the uh, Shufa. Now, uh, somebody on Instagram actually asked us about this, and then I realized, oh, we never really mentioned it that much. What the Shufa is, it is the German, your German credit score. That's what it's called, the Shufa. And so it's it's something that when you're applying for apartments, one of the necessary documents they want to see is a Shufa certificate showing... What's your Shufa score? It's out of a hundred. Do you, you know if your Shufa score is thirty, you're screwed. You know you're not getting an apartment. Yeah, you want something I'd say ninety or better. I mean, like high high eighties, ninety or better. And um, it's not something that you have to sign up for. So what happens no. is once you on Meldung, meaning you register your address in Germany, it immediately automatically puts you in the Shufa system. So now you will now have a Shufa uh, file. But at that moment, it It'll be nothing. There'll be zero on it because you've done nothing. So, right. And then once you start paying your rent on time and you have any old bills, as long as you're paying everything on time, everything's fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, when you open a bank account, that goes on, your, account. goes on your Shufa as That's well. Helpful. You know? um, and or, that all kind of accounts to like this whole credit score. Yeah. You get like a phone contract for a cell phone. That, that'll help your, part Shufa, of your score. Shufa And somehow, I don't know how, but somehow in this country, all of these things connect and you don't have to call anybody or figure it out. So it's all just kind of going together and, I don't know who's talking to who, but they figure it out and it all goes together in your Shufa. Now, you don't need to go to like one of these like myfreecreditscore.com websites and check. You don't even do any of this. You can get your Shufa done for free, I believe. Once a year, you can get it for free. Once a year, you can get them for free. And sometimes I, um, there are some... Oh, shit, I forget what it's and called. And by get it done, we mean uh, get the official printout that you right. can show people. Yeah, And those you can get done at certain locations... And you just kind of walk in as a machine. You put in your information, whatever. It's like twenty nine ninety nine. It's like thirty euro. It's not cheap. And yeah. then it prints it out for you. Uh, and then you take that and you give it to um, your landlord or whoever needs it. Or if you want to move or whatever. Yeah. Whoever's gonna need it, you can print it out and give it to them. Um, and you will need it for every time you move and you have a new rental contract. You'll need it. I think you need it when you get a phone contract as well. Maybe. Maybe it's it's hard to remember. There's just there's certain times you'll need it. 
And then you just, when you do, you go to a website, you, you request it, and you get your one free time a year. And then other times, if you really need it, you have to pay extra. But you can print it out. You can print it out, you know. And But don't worry, what because what everyone says is, oh, well, I've just arrived in Germany. I'm getting my first apartment. I have no Shufa. How do I provide a Shufa? And that's kind of a catch-22 thing. Right, because you need to do stuff to get the Shufa, but you can't get the Shufa yeah, until you so do stuff. It, it can be hard. I mean, some landlords don't care. They'll accept, okay, you're an expat, but usually... What, what I did a lot was just my first few apartments were sublets. Right. Like I was not the main tenant on the contract. And with sublets, uh, there's a lot less paperwork that you need. You don't need a shufa, that sort of a thing. So, And then over the next year or so, you build up your shufa. And then eventually at some point, you'll get a proper apartment, a proper contract with your name as the main tenant. And then it'll be taken care of. Yeah. Exactly. And if you want to look up more about it, it's S-C-H-U-F-A, shufa. Uh, if you want to do Good some job. More, more we're research usually, on we're that. usually bad on spelling things. So. Yep. S-C-H-U-F-A if you want to do some more research. Because it's 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 uh, that's important. But it's boring. So let's move on. Hey, Alex, if I'm going somewhere in Germany, what am I using to go from A to Z? Well, first, you're using your brain, Jeff. Yes. Because you want to travel. And my heart. And your heart. That's, so, that's how I know where to go. That's, that's what you my follow. Heart. Yes. The, compass, <laughs> the compass of your heart. Exactly. Uh, that's what brought me here tonight. Um, you're using trains, Jeffrey. You're using trains everywhere. Right? I mean, yeah, it's just it's just the way of life. And if, if you're American or, or not from a country that relies on trains, you know, it takes them getting used to. But it does. It's it not does. that hard. Especially you'll, you'll because especially because these um, these European uh, cities have these giant main central train stations with like and, twenty different tracks and platforms. And it's and, not yeah. English and. You can get well, lost pretty easily. At the, at the train stations, they'll have, everything will be in the local language and in English. So True. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. But usually local language is bigger. And the language, you know, if, sure. if you're stressed out, you, you'll, yeah, I, you'll I get, get free. You I know get, what I mean? I get what you're, where you're coming from. You're picking up and putting down over here. Exactly. Um, so it, it, it can be a little bit daunting at first. I know. And then I, I know I've been confused many times. And also to keep in mind, the German efficiency thing is a myth. It's done. Don't believe it. It's not real. Okay? Germany is as efficient as any other country not more not less it's just like yeah they're, they're not inefficient but no. yeah but but yes i mean uh but i but yeah not every train is on time however very about, often about 80 percent i would say about 80 percent in my uh, I'll say that, yeah. are on time so uh, oh what i'm trying to say is do not show up late for your train expecting it to not be on time that's just bad for that's just not smart right and also be aware that there might be delays as well even though you're like wait this is germany there's no delays here there are get used to it it's fine but keep in mind <laughs> right. life has life isn't perfect guys that the train time when you're in a train station is the departure time from the station not the arrival time right so say you're going from berlin to frankfurt your ticket says 12:20 okay now, the train isn't arriving at the station at 12.24 to leave. No, the, the train is, you're going to see its brake lights at 12.20. So that means <laughs> you got to arrive. And usually the train, say if it's leaving at 12.20 from that station, it has arrived about five to seven minutes before. Right. Some, and, sometimes it'll be like two minutes. Like, it'll come, you get yeah. on, and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. But so I would say at the latest arrive... 10 minutes before, but I'd say to be safe, Half 15 hour. to 20 minutes at least before your train, because yeah, exactly. Like, especially if it's a, if it's a main train station, a help on Hof and, uh, you have to find which track it's on. Sometimes it's, you know, down three flights of steps, steps across a bridge. So just to get there early, figure out where the train is. And the trains are interesting as well, because when you do book a train with the DB, which is Deutsche Bahn, which are all the trains in, in, in Germany, right. uh, you don't necessarily get a seat. 
you have to book your own seat on the app or wherever else you're booking it. Right. You have your ticket for the journey, right. but the but the seat uh, reservation not is not included. I mean, and it's usually only like a few bucks. It's a few bucks. Yeah. Um, but there, I have had times where I've gone to my girlfriend's parents' place for Christmas or whatever, and it's you know, super high season, crazy crowded. We didn't reserve a seat, and so we just had to sit on the floor or stand for three hours. Yeah, you stand in like the alcove next to the bathroom or something or exactly i think we've all done that one but, but it's, it's kind of our own fault because like we want to save a few bucks so we don't do the seat reservation right. and you know and, and and then you also have to look to like sometimes there are seats available but you have to look up whether it's reserved or not and it's usually on display above the uh seats yeah it's usually digital or some of them are old school with a paper slip but just because you see an empty seat does not mean it's available look up make sure because what can happen is uh the seats free from say uh, Berlin to Dresden, but starting at Dresden, somebody's booked it from Dresden onwards. Right. So the seat might be free for an hour, but then suddenly a guy's going to come up and be like, "Hey, that's my seat," and you'll be like, "No, it's not." But yes, it is. You know. So I've I've been there before, and it's yeah. it's it's not uh, it's not not embarrassing. I'll say. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one other thing is, uh, if you're wondering about when to arrive, it's not like the airport. For better or for worse, German train stations and all train stations in Europe don't have security. Uh, there's no. <laughs> So you just, you walk in and you walk straight to your, uh, you know, so there's no half an hour going through metal detectors or somebody searching no, your no, bags. No, no. You go straight to your train. Um, so you don't have to a lot for that, you know, so. No, you, yeah, you can show up, go walk and get to your train. Right. Yeah. And then there are, there's the regular regional trains, the regional, the regional bonds. So they're usually um, in Germany are red. Are usually red. Yeah. Or the really small ones and can be blue. Doesn't True. matter. Uh, they're, they're slower. They get you there, uh, but they're slower and they're pretty inexpensive. Uh, you can go, you know, three, four or five hour journey for like 20, 30 euro. Right. Uh, or if you want to get fancy and you want to get somewhere quick, you can book the ICE, which is the high speed fancy trains, which that 30 euro journey will become a hundred, 120 euro journey. Yeah. But you're getting there in what a fourth of the time yeah i mean yeah it, it, they're the fancy high-speed trains and yeah they they are more expensive now I, I have had times at least back in the day where if i booked like a month or two months in advance you can get some good pr uh, deals but most time you're not booking so far in advance right you're booking right. more last minute so um yeah it's yeah so but but they are i've been on one a few times and they're just so cool because they're so fast and they ride incredibly smooth yeah if you feel like you're not moving it's kind of bizarre yeah even though you're going like 200 kilometers per hour or whatever yeah. like yeah you, you barely feel it and one thing you might be actually might be important for you guys uh, nowadays i found even the normal trains the the non-fancy trains yeah each have um outlets at each of the seats more and more yeah even, true. In, even in second class they used to be a first class only thing but now on average the second class also you have a so you can plug in your your phone or your ipad or anything and and, and pro tip if you are riding on regular regional trains don't book first class it's really not worth it it's pretty much a tiny room with the same seats and the same everything well, bigger like instead of like three seats next to each other it's like two so right. and you they're can, like leather like or whatever yeah a marginally you get marginal more like a little bit more space yeah it's it's not worth the money and i think so. you get like a free croissant or coffee or something but yeah it's 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 not worth the price no, no just book second class come with us normies and uh we'll party in the back there's also some some uh train carts that are quiet carts where you're not allowed to make noise pretty much right and then i think there's also the family uh cars yep, there's family ones. where there's the loud crying babies so don't sit in that one and they also have like little play areas with some of the kids as well so there's kind of something for everybody so if you just want to like relax read a book 
the quiet one is for you. If you want to just have a normal trip and talk to your friends, normal one. And if you want to have kids, if you have kids, <laughs> if you want to have kids, put your own private, that's a, that's uh, a different, that's your a different own car. private stall over there. Exactly. Maybe then you want some first class. <laughs> <laughs> I should do one more quick one. Uh, and one last one before we uh, wrap up this this shuffle is uh, if you're for if you're moving here, you have to get you know stuff. Everyone wants some stuff, or you want to sell some stuff. You have stuff. Yeah, you've we, you've got stuff, and maybe I have stuff, but maybe you want more stuff. So maybe, say maybe you've moved here. You're a young student. You brought your stuff. You can't afford new stuff. So like you're like okay, well which like like which classified you know ad website do i use and of course if you're american you're thinking craigslist 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 because that's right. the main one in the u.s you know and, and and craigslist here it's it's a yeah it's here but it's not really widely used yeah, and i'll germans stay away from it yeah germans do not every german i've told about it they do not know what it is so germans do not use it at all yeah uh the, the big one here though is something called ebay kleinanzeigen uh which means like ebay like small things yeah it's it's an it's a craigslist version of ebay right like it's ebay but there's no online bidding whatever it's the same like you just search for beds there's a bunch of posting where people put their pictures and description and a price and then you contact them yourself super and, and simple go to their house and you give them the money and you grab your thing yeah. and that's spelled ebay as in ebay <laughs> and kleinanzeigen which is k-l-e-i-n-a-n-z-e-i-g-e-n eBay, Kleinanzeigen. And also, you can also use Facebook groups to like buy and sell stuff. There's like, like Berlin, there's uh, Sell Your Stuff Berlin group as well. Free, free Your Stuff Berlin. And of course, of course, <laughs> of course, there's of course the. Uh, the you can, you the, can take the guy to Rhode Island, but not the Rhode Island out of the guy. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, and you can also, of course, use uh, Facebook Marketplace as well. But eBay Kleinanzeigen seems to be the go to here. I've used it multiple times. Um, I got an N64 on there. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I've, I use it all the time you know it's especially amazing. to sell old stuff to get some money uh when you need a little extra you know beer cash yeah but speaking of not beer cash but whiskey cash not a transition let's go to the whiskey please continue the Jack. shuffle the shuffle has finished we're going to the review <laughs> the end of track end of end of transmission uh i'm gonna give myself another little another little uh yeah, yeah. add to my splash because it's, it's very small I will point out oh. that that's yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> oh no, that's yeah, that's a lot. Okay, yeah, I, I want an actual splash. So just yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, um, but I'd like Shit. to point out that halfway through the episode, I actually asked Alex to pour me a little bit more. So I, th I think it's usually a sign that I'm yeah. enjoying the whiskey because usually, Always. usually we'll just have one small glass. But if we really enjoy it, we'll have two. Right. You know, so, uh, and, and it's funny, too, because Jeff does this sometimes where, or you, I'm going to talk to you right now, right across me. Yo. You, do, you do this sometimes when you want another glass and you ask me to pour it as I'm talking. No, but I don't, but I don't say it loud. I, I, just, I, I motion to him. I right. just go. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm talking. And while I'm talking, I'm opening the glass, pouring it, putting it down, closing it. My train of thought still and, goes, yeah. I just want to give myself a lot of credit yeah, yeah. there, okay? And a lot of you probably, I mean, if you're really listening carefully, but if you're not, you probably don't even notice that's happening, you know? Because, yeah, I just do like a nod and a whatever. And, but, but I'm not pressuring him. He could, he could finish his thought, then pour. But he pours as, he fin as Thank he's you for going. Thank for not, for not pressuring yeah. me to pour it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's, what, let's, let's give another yeah. little little sip. Man, it's it's a tasty Irish. It's really good. I really like it. It's like, yeah, good burn. Like the aftertaste is 
Ooh, it's nice and slow, and it's I, like a lot going on. I, yeah, I, I like the that that creamy taste you get with it. It's real. It's I don't know the the, the texture of the liquid just seems creamy. That's yeah. what, what else can I say? It's creamy. No, I I, I, I can totally I can I totally know what you mean. Um, it's, yeah, it's got a nice burn, not too hard. The flavors aren't like super in your face anywhere, but it's all very tasty. Um, so I'm going with my gut. I'm giving this a solid a solid eight point three. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm just going to give it an eight. Yeah. It's an eight. That's, I really like that's, it. That's a great score. You know? and, and especially for the price. This is... Uh, yeah, 28 euro, I think it was. Yeah. This is 100% shelf worthy. But, yeah, I think this is one of, like almost a definition of shelf worthy. This is like definition shelf worthy. Affordable, tasty, interesting. And it looks beautiful on your shelf. Yeah, if, if you want like a... Uh, like a slightly higher class version of a like or you don't you know you're getting bored with jameson as your standard irish go-to mm. this is a nice little step up for not much in terms of uh extra cash yeah it's 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 a special little one i'm, I'm really happy you found that it's definitely um yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind drink. of like the um the writer's tears or or, the, yeah, or that that rose uh row Ro and co also Ro remember co. that one it's kind of in this um yeah in that kind of wheelhouse of around 30 ish euro 30 euros but, but super delicious yeah. and something you definitely want on your shelf absolutely and, I, and I, this is interesting too because i found that a lot of the 25 to 35 euro whiskeys that we've gotten the Irish seem to be the ones that are the best. Yeah, the, out of everyone. Yeah, the, the Scotch do not do so well in the twenty to thirty euro range. I, I don't know if it's just like confirmation bias or whatever, but or maybe it's by more Irish. Maybe there's more Irishes in that price point. I don't mm-hmm. know, but we we've had a lot of really good Irishes that are less than forty euro. Absolutely, like a lot of them. It's also really hard to get a like a good rye for twenty to thirty. I think we never. I don't think we've had. I've had a twenty a good rye for twenty. Maybe 30. Irish is just cheaper. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I like it. You like it. We're good. Episodes over. Eight and eight. Or no, sorry, eight point what. 8.3. Yes. Episodes over. Thank you for uh, joining us for another yes. installment of the German Shuffle. Yes. And I forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode, so I'll mention it now. Mm. Uh, please check out our website, agdwpodcast.com. It's agdwpodcast.com. And if you like this episode and other episodes, we would appreciate a five star ranking. Rating, not ranking. There it is. Ranking. Rating. ranking? Yeah, I guess. Five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We read them all, and we always give a shout-out also to them because we love them, and they make us feel special and warm on the inside. Absolutely. Now, everybody, uh, we hope you have the luck of the Irish. Uh, We're going to go go enjoy this this, uh, tasty bottle. Good good night and good luck. Get cornier every week. (laughs) Everyone stay stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, stay thirsty. Oh, nice throw up my mouth a little bit. It's a nice whiskey throw up burn in my mouth. Oh, please put that in the bloopers. Uh, I need to wash this down. Just throw up my mouth a little bit. Everyone stay stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, stay thirsty. Bye. No. Don't have that. That's the best way to end it.